You're listening to the Gab Street Podcast, Columbus, Ohio's number one podcast for underground talent. Every week we have new conversations with interesting individuals who contribute to the Columbus economy and its lively culture. You may find just what you're looking for right in your backyard. Let's get right into it. John, how are we doing today? What it do, baby? Solid. It's the festive Christmas episode. Today is, well, not today, but today to the listeners, yeah. it's December 25th, that bleak midwinter day. This year it's a Wednesday, so we decided to take advantage of that. Yes, sir. And today we have our contest winner, Alexander the. Yep. Showing hey, off the 18 merch. You already know. Hell yeah. Appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you to everybody who voted, by the way. Yes, uh, with uh, 25 unique votes. Everybody else had like, you know, five or something. That was a shocker. That was on a shocker. I didn't expect people to really get that involved for real, but appreciate y'all. They really wanted you on because your fans put your name at least 50 times each. Yeah. So just, oh, when is it going to (laughs) stop? Trying to count all the votes. That's how you win. That was fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for making the drive. This man is dedicated. He actually drove like an hour and a half today from Cincy. Where he's mm-hmm. from, and uh, we're doing this in downtown Columbus, mm-hmm. so you know that shit is dedication. So if you're a fan of his, you better listen to the whole fucking episode the because he came here for this. This is uh, are you are you doing anything else here today, or are you just heading right back? Uh, still up in the air. I got a couple friends up here. I might go hook up with, but but that's it, there's nothing set. Like, no, you, yeah, you there's might nothing. Just go back. Yeah, that's, I might just go back home after yeah, this. That's yeah. fucking crazy, man. Yeah, get well, some food and be back on the road. This is officially the furthest anyone has ever traveled for this show. So, wow, really awesome! Yeah, appreciate you, dog. It's a milestone. Yeah, I'll be paying for airfare here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fly you back to Cincinnati. No problem. Is fly back? Shit, I'll be there in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and making his co-host debut. Wow. After having his own episode, like I don't know, twenty weeks ago or something, mm-hmm. we have our man Joseph Keith, also known as. Pussy boy. Pussy boy. What is up? Go check out his new project, Quincy Part 1. Came out recently. Appreciate you. If you haven't heard that shit, it's popping. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Repeat. Appreciate it. So, Alexander Duck. Yo. I got some questions for you today. Big questions. I want to hear all about what makes you unique as an artist. Yes, sir. And what brings you up here. So, just to first start off, I mean... I have a very strong like history in Columbus. I actually spent my whole life going back and forth to and from Cincinnati because of my parents being divorced and everything. Um, there's like a gas station. I think it's like off of Exit 50 in Wilmington. It's a shell. I'm pretty sure you've probably seen it a couple of times, but... When I was young, um, my mom used to meet my dad at that gas station and, you know, we would switch cars, me and my brother. We'd come from Cincinnati for the weekend or whatever break we had from school, come stay with our dad. And then after the weekend was up or whatever week we were, go back down to Cincinnati. We did that probably every other weekend from when I was like six all the way to 13. And then at 13, I actually came to live up here with my dad all the way through uh, high school in Columbus State. Graduated Columbus State with an associate's degree back in 2016. I'm at Columbus State right now. Hey, man, it's a, it's a great school, bro, but 
they've got to invest in the students more. They need some more social stuff up there. They need to have more parties, bring people together more. But it's a dope school for the price and everything. I agree. Um, but yeah, graduated from there and then moved back down to Cincinnati where I'm at now. So I've been back there for about two years, two going on three years actually. So yeah. Oh yeah. What what should I know as about Cincinnati that I don't already? Cause uh, I'm not familiar with it. It's really not, in my opinion, it's really not that far off from Columbus. I mean, just with the, like, city part being downtown and everything, all the buildings, uh, you got the Bengals, the Reds, uh, which is kind of like the Clippers and the Jackets up here. I mean, everybody knows the Bengals aren't a super-duper sweet team in NFL, but it's just, like, nice to have that there. Um, and then, like I said, you got the Reds and the Clippers comparisons and stuff. Uh, Bearcats basketball, just like Ohio State basketball. Uh, Bearcats football. like Ohio State. I but, yeah, no, this is not on that level. No, I'm not going to even hype it up. It's not on that level of Ohio State. UC is not, not up there all the way, but it's still, like, the same. The love's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the UC Bearcats fans, no matter what sport they're cheering for, man, you get onto that campus Saturdays, there are people out there on the yard. Like, the Bearcats do this thing where they walk through the whole campus when they're going to their stadium. And, I mean, tailgaters, fans, parents, everybody's out there cheering for the Cats. So, it's got its own little family vibe to it. It's just... They don't compete with the Big Ten, though. Right. Even I know that. Right. So <laughs> it is what it is. What's the music scene there like compared to here? Music scene? Um, I would say here it's a lot more... It, it varies a lot more. In Cincinnati, you have a lot of guys who want to be more like trap artists and stuff. Uh, you see a lot of people you know, talking about certain things that goes on in their lives and everything. And uh, I try to hold true to that to a certain extent, but I'm not, for lack of better words, in the streets like that. Mm. Uh, I've got my history and everything, but I'm not gonna be out here rapping about moving pounds and, you know, moving weight and all this other stuff. I just rap about things that go about my daily life and feelings that I had, things that I experienced. So, uh, but music wise, I mean, the pipeline shows, you know, you see a lot of different artists when their shows are up here at Victories, I believe, mm -hmm. than they are it's down like right at there. Arts OTA. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a guy, the first time I did a show for Sam at Arts OTA in a pipeline, uh, we had Sam a guy. Rostein. Yeah, big shout out Sam Rothstein. Big um, shout out. There was this guy, well, I forget his name. You guys probably know him, but he walks around with the mannequin head. I know who you're talking about. I, I can't remember I his remember name, name, bro. I know who you're talking about. But uh, he's just like... I should know who this is. Super, yeah, super high. You, you know him if you've seen him. I know you know. But, like, guy has super high energy. I mean, I thought he was just going to be, you know, talking about this, that, and the third. He comes out on some emo stuff a little bit. He comes out on some rap stuff a little bit. Um... This real dope artist, so it's just like a lot of people in Columbus, I mean, they're in their own lanes for the most part, and it's like kind of people in Cincinnati try to click up and stick together, so mm -hmm. it makes the competition a little bit harder, but that's why I'm in this lane that I'm in, and I'm just kind of zooming past everybody down there. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a group here that's, uh, we interviewed them on episode 28, they're called The Collective. The Collective. Like, 
whenever they do declassified, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. They're all on stage, like, mm -hmm. arms around each other while somebody's grabbing in the middle. Like, do, are there any groups like that that will, they're just, just like a crew behind them the whole time? Uh, or we have, have like that? we have, I work with a bunch of artists who kind of do stuff like that. Um, and what is the A-team? Is that what you're saying? The A-team is just, the A-team, no, the A-team is just my thing, my thing. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, I've got, I'm trying to push this as like a merch and you know, I have a bunch of different shirts and design stuff that say A Team on it. Uh, this is my dope, yeah. This is my signature A I came up with. Hell yeah! Um, I got inspired from it. Don't laugh at me, world, but I got inspired from it by um, the Pretty Little Liars thing because they had the red A and like the guy. I don't know too much about the show. I swear to God, all I just know is all I know is I gotta let that breathe. Like, I don't know too much about the show. I just know the guy with the A was causing all the trouble and everybody knew, but nobody knew who the fuck he was. So it was just like I kind of took that and just ran with it. Uh, but yeah, designed my own A, the A team. You know, I uh, got my own Alexander merch shirt. So. Hopefully, I get to a point where I'm doing shows and everything. I can have the people in the crowd wearing this, and I'll be up there with the A. So, people who don't know exactly who I am will see people wearing the A-team stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when they see me come out with the A, they'll be like, oh, that's Alexander. That's the boom. You know, that's my whole idea behind it. So, so you're fans of the A-team? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I dig that. Um, we, we here at the Gab Street Podcast call our fans pedestrians. Pedestrians. It's like, you know, it's the street. Yeah, you know walking I mean? through, walking coming through. I hear you. That's dope. And, uh, you know, we're all walking on the street together. We yeah. all see each other. You know yeah. What I mean? Dab each other up, you know. Wow. We're not trying to, we're not trying to, you know, sound good from afar. Hell yeah. So that's what we're all about. I love, I love the team branding. That's super sweet. I like that. I appreciate you. I like how you took the initiative to name your fans. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that's like. I appreciate you so much. I'm going to give you a role on yeah. my team. You feel yeah. me? It's just like we're all part that. of it together. Um, but yeah, no, like groups wise, I mean, we have a group called Tribe down there mm. and they're pretty big. Uh, they're a group of three and I think they're like, they're separated themselves from the whole trap scene too. So they're blowing past everybody. I mean, they're doing the music festivals at Paul Brown Stadium down there. They're pretty solidified, you know, in their position. Um, but as far as I go, I mean, I have a bunch of artists that I work with, a bunch of artists that have taken me in uh, since I've been down to Cincinnati, and we kind of hit all our shows together. We don't really be on the same stage and, like, wrapped in our arms and everything, but, like, we'll switch roles. So sometimes when I'm performing, they'll be on the cameras, and they'll be taking videos and pictures, and then when they go to perform, I'll take videos and pictures for them. Um, That's fucking dope. We all kind of just yeah. push each other forward. You got the dream team going. Yeah, okay. it's just like yeah. everybody's kind of on the same goal. We're all in the studio together every Thursday. It's just like, you know, we just go in and make stuff happen. We make super collabs and, you know, we just open it up to any artist who wants to come through in Cincinnati. So. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. Would you say that uh, your your branding and, you know, the, the that uh, connection that you have with that team there is, is something that makes you... Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing about it, I don't want to, like be on no bragging stuff or anything but well, that's I, what you're here for type shit but <laughs> I I definitely would think that I'm the centerpiece of it okay. um I mean I just I'm not afraid to say that I work the hardest I'm not afraid to say that I put the most in I'm always doing you know something when it comes to this music stuff whether it's uh 
the merchandise, whether it's, you know, making the phone calls to get shows, whether it's making phone calls to get other artist shows, uh, finding out opportunities, recording and actually writing. It's like I'm always doing something. I really don't have time for anything else that I used to do before I started doing this full time. So it's a bit of a process, but like I got an interview done with uh, my guy, Mark Williams, and he oh, was yeah, from yeah. TPC. Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of like, he was a guy that I met uh, in high school. We played on the same football team. I went to Gahanna Link in high school oh, up okay. here in, in oh, Columbus. Yeah. So me and him played on the same football team for four years. And then he went to college up in Eastern Michigan, I believe. Uh, started his thing and then he came back to me because he knew I was doing the whole music scene and uh, yeah got my interview and was like bro I wanted this is what I want to do you know can you help me get my little platform and I was like yeah I've got like eight artists three producers ready to go for interviews ready to tell you stories right now you know we're putting together a cypher to go up uh, we're actually gonna be recording that tomorrow at Timeless uh, Studios so It'll be me, Lizardman, Clutch, um, Melly 3E, and Shmuel Ocho. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. I hope I didn't badger your name, bro. But <laughs> all three, all of us will be on the cypher tomorrow. We're gonna be recording it, so and then they're gonna get their interviews, and you know we're gonna just help people promote themselves, get a little platform, get more people to see them. Um, and he came to me about it, so I, he came to me. And I took it to my team, so I put everybody up, you know, after me. Okay, I, have a, I have a couple questions real quick. Yeah. So, you said that you felt like you were kind of like the centerpiece, right? Yeah. Like, um, like in Cincinnati for like everything that's going on. At what point would you say that began? Like, at what point would you say, you know what, today is the day that I started really being solidified as holding the glue? Um, I would say it began last year. Um, like I said, it's a bunch of us guys and it was, I think it was the summertime going into July. There was a, um, music festival, Ohio music festival up in Akron mm -hmm. that I had got selected for. I didn't mm -hmm. call, I didn't, you know, apply or anything. They just came to me and was like, Hey, we want you to do this. So I was like, cool. I started promoting it. Next thing you know, a couple of my guys start showing up on the same card. So I'm like, okay. Like, not to be throwing anybody in the bus or throwing any shade, but like, they're looking at me and they're making the moves based off of what I do. And that's happened a couple times since. So, um, I would say I started feeling that way because I was the first one to go outside of the city with our music. Um, I was the first one to hit the numbers that I've hit on iTunes and Spotify and not just SoundCloud and Spinrilla and all this stuff like that out of our group. And... I mean, really, man, I just make all the decisions. Like, I'm just like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And, you know, everybody kind of not follows suit, but everybody's kind of always agrees. And it's just like, I always put everybody else's best interest first. Um, and I'm just trying to help. Like, you know, again, I open myself up to everybody that I meet. If I come across you like we did at that show, mm -hmm. the first time I've ever heard of you, bro. But I was just like that sound like I got to get some stuff done with you like I got to do some stuff so I'm always opening myself up to other artists and everything uh, and I feel like that's what kind of gives me a little push ahead and people kind of look at me as more of a leader off that because I'll say you know you got a sound he's got a sound you guys need to make a song together and that's what they'll do so it's just like I just help make the connections 
help bridge stuff along, help carry stuff along, help push stuff forward. And that's why I'm in the position that I'm in. Um, and that's something that I noticed about you specifically that I, I think makes you unique is that you are super kind in every single interaction I've had you see. Had, had you have with someone else. Like, yeah. Like us booking this interview here, like you were super nice and understanding about everything. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> I, th I feel like a lot of people everywhere, not even just here, but uh, it can be kind of a little impersonal on the business side of things, you know what I mean? Where, <clears throat> I mean, we do this for the love here. Uh, there, there's no, there's no money exchanged in this show, but like a lot of the interactions you'll have, uh, that I've had in the city will be like single word answers over text right. and not really Can't know, make opening it yourself here. up to yeah. anything. You Can't know, do so it. Yeah. I think, uh, being open to, you know, helping others out in that way, uh, setting yourself up in a position where you are providing something for other people. It's not just hey, reach out and support me, or mm -hmm. hey, here's my GoFundMe, you can do this. Like, you're actually saying, this is something that I'm providing back. You will get you will get a return on investment. Exactly. And a lot of people aren't minded that way, so I think that's important in your success, and I think that you are successful because of that, and I think mm -hmm. that's a big factor. So I think that's really awesome. It's, uh, um, like, when I first started, you know, on my journey and everything, I... Uh, of course, had my recording processes early and everything, but one thing that I set aside to do was to go and watch tutorials. I don't know if you guys have ever followed or heard of a Rob Level and Smart Rapper mm -hmm. or anything, but I watched hundreds of those videos, like just so, and um, just the basis of what he does, like he just talks about for mostly indie artists and people first starting out, uh, he gives them ideas to make money, he gives them ways to, you know, book shows and everything from that to just networking and so a lot of the things that you said uh, about me being kind you know i just try to treat people the way that i want to be treated you know i don't want to go oh, and approach really? anybody with any type of attitude or any type of um what's the word uh animosity yeah yeah <laughs> just like Malice. feeling like i'm already Malice. doing something feeling like i'm already above them or this that and the third like i just kind of try and talk to everybody the same and just kind of expect to get that back in up until, well, I really haven't faced anything like that, but like that's kind of what I get back. So it's just kind of how I move. It's just, you know, uh, yeah. everybody has to treat people the way they want to be treated. It's, you know, keeps everything moving forward. So. And a quick plug to something that's similar like that uh, in here in Columbus, mm -hmm. you know, Blueprint's podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I, I believe so. Super Duty Tough Work so. with uh, Blueprint and Logic. Uh -huh. We get that kind of advice here too. Like they have. I think they've been doing it for like three years. They have like 170 episodes out. Oh wow! And every single episode is like a like a top ten tips for independent artists to do. You know whatever this, they gotta you know, do. Yeah. Like, uh, how to build your dream team. Yeah. Um, how to properly market? Like they did a whole they did did a whole episode on uh, how well Run the Jewels did their marketing and stuff like that, and they just based it off that artist and you know. Uh, the, the usual co-hosts, say Crypto and I, are avid fans mm -hmm. of that show personally. So uh, we know exactly what, what kind of thing you're talking about. I feel like that's what it's all about too, man. It's yeah. just like, I mean, I feel like that's the whole bridge. You know, people always wonder how does somebody go from indie to getting on or getting a platform or whatever you want to call it. I feel like it's just putting that <clears> work <throat> in. But 
knowing what you got to do is just not making music and you know expecting people to follow you and thinking your music is all this because to be honest it's it's not mm. otherwise you'd be already up there i mean not saying not putting anybody's you know craft down or anything like that but while we're independent we have to know how to move and navigate through the business side of music and i feel like the people who put the effort into that along with their music are the ones who go a lot further than the ones who just focused on the music or focus on being on Instagram or focus on mm -hmm. doing this and that. Uh, that's one thing that I try to tell new and up and coming artists that, you know, I talk to is just like, if this is what you want to do, like you don't want to just do it for cloud and do it to look cool. Like you got to do a lot of business. You got to do a lot of reading. You know, you got to talk to a lot of people. And once you get in the habit of doing that, It'll be it'll become easy for you. It'll just become second nature. It's like your your own manager or however you want to call it, and you'll start to see results. And once you start seeing those results, that's how you know you're on your way. And it's just about continuing that process. But yeah, I feel like people who take the time to you know receive those tips, no matter where they're coming from, uh, as long as you're getting those insights and getting that knowledge, it'll take you a lot further than just the image of an artist itself would. So. That's one thing that we try to preach to all the people that we work with too. So with so with that being said, and with you saying that you're like a big part of the scene, I feel like there's sort of like a responsibility on your yeah. end to make sure that that message gets across. Yeah. What are some ways besides just maybe talking like casual conversation that you try to make sure that you're pushing that to your city? Well, like we said, we're working with uh, TPC is really big with us now. Um, What's TCP? TC, TPC, TPC is Takeoff Productions Company. Okay. It's my friend Mark Williams' uh, company, the guy who gave me the interview. And like he said, or like I said, um, he's trying to basically start his own platform. I mean, his goals, I think he wants to have his own label one day and he wants to be able to manage artists and stuff. But he's starting right now with just getting people's names out there and getting the promotion. So... He knew me personally from high school and he was from, uh, he was in Michigan and, you know, he came and rocked with me. And, you know, after that, he came to me and was like, yo, this is what I want to do. You know, it was a, it was a conversation, but I went ahead and pushed the message forward. I mean, I made a post about the cipher and everything, and we're just using this first event that we have to really like, let everybody know, like, while this is free, while this is still like first come first serve. If this is what you want to do, then you need to lock in with me and Mark Williams so we can get you guys going on an interview. We can get you some camera time. We can get your story out there to the people who need to see it, not just your friends and family, because that helps and that's great and all. But like we all know you want your name to be buzzing around the city like that, wherever you're at. So let us help you, you know, make that connection for you. And I mean, that's basically what my responsibility is. He's running the whole show. He puts up all the the money and he books the uh, studios and all the session stuff. But me as the artist and somebody who's already gone through the process, I take the initiative and just be like, bro, look what this guy did for me. You know, he can do the same thing for you. And again, it's still free. So 
Yeah, mm-hmm. why you can, you know what I'm saying? And they're TPC Mach 1, yeah. right? Yep. On Instagram. Okay, cool. Yep. Shout out to them real quick because they're Big shout out. super professional. Uh, like they had the whole desk in front and they yeah. had like all the rap legends behind you yeah. and everything. I thought that was super kick That was, that's Timeless uh, Recording Studio down there in Cincinnati. And that was a great experience in itself. It gave me so much inspiration just being in that room. I mean, they have like on the walkway to the hall, I think they have two studios and we were in the small one. Hmm. Mind you, damn. Um, but just on the way down to the the hallway to that studio, I mean, they had all the records and everything that was certified that had been recorded in that studio. The guy Chris was the audio engineer, and they had like, I took a picture next to the Young Thug. Um, what was, what album was that? Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But there was a Young Thug. I mean, Bootsy Collins. A bunch of just musical legends that you know I had no idea had been there. It was my first time being in there, so it was just like the vibes when you walk in. You know, shout out to Mark for real for real for putting that together, but really great time. So yeah, he's the one that you know will go ahead and book all that stuff. You just need to he just needs to know that you're serious about your craft, and you know you're going to taking this opportunity serious and. He's got you, man. I mean, it's just pretty much that straightforward, you know. And that's what we're trying to do. That's our way of giving back right now. You know, of course, later on down the line, we plan to try and make some money off of this while we can. And, you know, but right now it's just all about the craft. I mean, he's getting his stuff still set up. He's opening up a merchandise shop this year in 2020. Um, He's putting shows together. He's actually booking a show for all of us that are on the Cypher and a couple more artists coming up at the Mockby in March. So we're working with Chris Wise and we're trying to work out a date and everything to get that going. But yeah, man, it's just like a whole, you know, just platform for people who can't get their stuff off the ground or people who are struggling or people who are just starting to, you know, get a grip and catch their wave about them. It's just like, we're here to just push you forward, you know, and we don't want nothing from you. It's just like, we just want you to be great, so. Oh yeah. So for the artist, for the artist, that's like yourself, because you said that in Cincinnati, there's a big, there's a big type of rapper. Yeah, it's a Cincinnati. big box. Right, like. right. And you're saying that you're not in that box, <clears throat> and with being a leader and not being in that box, have you found a way, or are you thinking of a way to encourage other artists like yourself? Because there's no way that the whole city is in this one block. It's just that right. the people that aren't in the block aren't getting the shine haven't came up yet right? yeah right so how do you like like do you plan on like trying to grab the others that are like you that maybe just are like afraid because they don't want to go against the grain um i mean i don't really like if you're a trap artist and you know that's what you do cool like i'm not gonna be like oh we're not gonna work with you because you know all you do is trap or whatever right um, we don't neglect from any type of artist. I mean, we've got people who I know a producer slash artist down there and you know, his vocals, he's, his beats are a one or his beats are always on point. You know, he can make any type of style beat, but like when he sings and when he does his own music stuff, yeah, he's on a different planet, man. Like he's using deep voices and reverbs and he's slowing shit down. He's chopping and screwing. And I mean, he's just all, it's everywhere. So I want to hear that. His name is Philly G. He's the producer for the Cypher and everything. I so. think I'm already following him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got a couple tapes out. He's bringing out some of his, uh, his music in uh, 2020. But he's kind of like your guy you were talking about. Like, he's got the talent. You see it. Like, you know it. He's just, you just got to get him to get over that hump. You know, we're mm-hmm. trying to get him to 
get comfortable to hearing your voice. Like, what you do is cool and everything uh, with your music and everything, but like, bro, we want to hear you. So, uh, but to your question, Joe, it's, um, no, it's not really like a matter of, you know, picking and choosing. It's just whoever wants to work with us, we're open to work with. Um, With me being outside the box, I would just say to people who are coming up and everything, like, just be yourself. You know, that's my whole thing about it. And that's the thing that I say in a couple of my songs. Um, Just like, just be you. Just talk about you. I mean, you can make the worst situation sound cool. You can make, you know, whatever. However you got to do it, man. Just just be yourself. Just tell your story, you know. The best way that you can. I mean, I really don't have any other words other than that. That's really all that I think about, too, when I'm making my own stuff. It's just, I'm just going to make it sound like what I want it to sound like. If I were a fan, you know, if I weren't making this, but I was hearing it, how would I want it to sound like? Right. And that's kind of what I stick to when I'm recording and making my own, and that's what I kind of stick to when I'm talking to other people. It's just like, you just got to be you. You can't be like somebody who's already doing it because sooner or later you're going to get caught. And it's just like either that or you're going to have to stick to this persona for the rest of your career. And it's just like if you can handle that, if you can manage that, then more power to you. But you'll sleep a lot better at night talking about some stuff that you've gone through that, you know, hits you personally than just trying to make a hot lyric or something like that for a song to get a couple likes. Like, I don't know. It's just how I think about it. I agree with that. You feel me? It's just like a lot of my inspirations and stuff, too, are people who were outside of the whole like hip hop or hip hop artists, but were outside of the whole hip hop, you know, realm, like the whole typical look. So, for example, Kid Cudi is my favorite artist of all time, like number one across the board. And I mean, he's got his own style. He's got his own ways. You know, he's done major songs and collaborations with big time artists. But at the same time, he has his own lane. He makes his own music. You know, he makes stuff that's, he talks about things from his childhood and, you know, drugs and I don't know, just what he goes through as a celebrity. But it's different from just getting money, fucking bitches and, you know, smoking dope all the time. It's just, and that's just kind of something listening to him since I was about 14, 15 years old, just kind of stuck with me and it's coming out in my music that I make today. So. That's just the best way that I could give an example of it. It's just like Kid Cudi, man. He's Look at him. Like, he's done it. He's made it all the way. He's from Ohio. Like, you feel me? If anybody can do it, mm-hmm. he's already done it. So it's just like, you know, he's already paid the way for us. So now it's just up to us to just do the work and get to where we got to get to. So. We're going to take a quick break. For sure. Oh, it was 30 minutes already? We are at about halfway through. Dang. Already. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, yeah. We will be back with another message from Zay Crypto about his new debut EP that just came out. Hey, guys. This is Zay Crypto, here to tell you about my debut project, Liftoff, dropping December 1st. This is the culmination of the past three years of my life put into music. It's a short EP, but it's my first time writing to my own instrumentals. My production skills have improved immensely this year, and this is just a taste of what's to come. In this project, I tried to display my versatility and express my innermost thoughts and feelings. 
I also want you to get a better sense of who I am as a person. Music has been such a huge influence in my life and has given me purpose when I had none. I want to create music that gives people strength and I'm hoping that you'll find something in my music that makes you feel less alone. I have a very eclectic taste in my music so it's hard for me to pin down what my style is. However, if you like hip-hop, rock, or experimental music, then this EP is for you. Look for Liftoff on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and all other major streaming platforms on December 1st. Thank you for your time. Now back to the show. Last week when I was wearing this damn Sherpa. Mm. <laughs> damn. Got some badass photos taken. Being taken around here. <laughs> Wait, let me see it real quick. It, it, look, it looks fucking. It's I can't imagine it's I that bad. It, I look so. like I'm on meth. Oh come on. I deleted it. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I think it looks fine. I think it looks fine. But yeah. I deleted it. So. Oh yeah. Well, oh, if we're comparing it to the uh, the the shot that you took with the Gap Street cards, then. See? Uh, Yes, and you I know, quality is low. And I and I've paid good money for plenty of photos of us together, plenty They're of old. them. Plenty of them. I've paid for good photos and I want them posted. <laughs> I want them posted. I don't even Damn look it. the same since those. Well, that does not matter. My dollar still worth the same amount today, correct? Talk to him. Inflation. I don't know, man. Well, maybe you'll... maybe my dollar's worth more now. <laughs> Dead. Goodness well, gracious. Are you okay if I use his accent for the rest of the interview? I'm straight, bro. You go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you started. That's how you know you started feeling some type of way, bro. He got under his skin, bro. He brought out his root, like, hey. You gotta, gotta get it off your chest, bro. Man, that's some pain good nah. money for his picks. I paid good money for it. I got five percent left. So you, you can well, pay good money for it. Well, you should probably just live in the moment, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Uber. laughs> right. You ain't getting up close. Where's the bathroom? Right, right there immediately on the left. Never comes back. Where? <laughs> yeah. We're actually back. Uh, we've been back for a minute. The show. This we is back. the kind of drama we need yeah, for sir. the show. This is uh, this is some Real Housewives shit right here. Yes. I'm trying to get on that TV network. Real Housewives of Gap Street. What? The Real Housewives. The Real Housewives is. This podcast, the number one, right? We're number one. Number Isn't one. that right? Yes. Yeah, number one podcast for underground talent in Columbus, Ohio. Talk to him. Verified. We run. We ran the numbers. We fucking didn't. That's not. We're there. We're there. You know, Literally. verification oh. is subjective. Yeah, that's true. Because if you ask me, I'd say yes. I feel See, like you guys are starting to get. You gotta watch out though, because I feel like you guys are starting to get uh, leached on. I just saw that this only happens in Ohio. Started doing podcasts. Everybody started doing. Everybody podcasts started doing podcasts did. after y'all started. So you want to know FTC? I'm like a couple of them just popped up out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm not gonna, you know, what I'm saying, I'm not gonna bet mm-hmm. on it. I'm not gonna call it, but call me the zeitgeist. I don't know. Feel me? <laughs> no, I'm about to come out with a podcast too, and this I is not gonna you, say it. You fucking I'm take, better. I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna take all his ideas. I'm gonna use them beforehand. Little does he know, I've been recording this. <laughs> We got the Alexander show is coming out right. <laughs> Alex dropping the month, dropping the night. So episode one of eighteen. You what, feel me? What would you do? How upset would you be if someone took the footage from this and then put it on their own show, didn't include your name at all, and they acted as if it was their show? 
But like Photoshop their face on mine or something. No, like they yeah, had you inside of it. Me. Yeah, there's like didn't acknowledge you. They took out the intro and no one really got to get introduced to you. It'd be straight. And then they just posted the interview and acted like it was something like they had set up. It'd be straight heat. Hmm. Here's how we avoid that. Mm -hmm. You you promote the episode well enough where <laughs> right. they, everybody already they knows. Find you and then they mm -hmm. find me through you. There, there you go. And then people, people know the real, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. They just they just uh, bleep over every th every time we say Gab Street. And just says, like, oh, it's name. Insert a little sound bite type shit. Yeah. Okay, Mia has 45 Fuck seconds before I assume she's taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's on the clock. She's on the clock. You got 45 seconds or you're taking a shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> You got 45 minutes, or I mean, 45 seconds, or I'm gonna assume you're taking a shit. It's a long piss, 45 minutes. Damn. Straight. So today is a bit of a story from our lifetimes, um, I would say. We'll be able to tell this for yeah. years to come. You said that in your music, you, st you try to stay authentic. Mm -hmm. You try to tell stories. I just heard her laughing. Um, <laughs> you, try to you try to tell stories from your own life, and you, yeah. try to be, you try to be real in all of your lyrics. Yeah. I wanted to ask, what are some of those stories? Uh, okay. So, like, starting way back, I mean, one of the first, I think it was the fourth song that I ever recorded off of a iPhone 5S and a pair of uh, Apple earbuds. Nice. Um, it was this app, and it was called, oh, what was yeah, it called, on, bro? Man. What was it called? Her mom on phone. Oh, yeah. It was called uh, Band, Band something. Bandcamp? Bandcamp? Like that's what you put it on. It was like an app, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, can yeah, record yeah. and shit on. Okay, Probably, yeah. yeah. That's a big so, recorded on that, and it was a song called "Same Side." It's on uh, my SoundCloud, and it's okay. like way at the bottom. But it was when I went through a rough patch with my dad. I mean, we weren't seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. You know, I started like smoking weed and everything, and he had a really strict line rule against it. Come to find out, lettuce. come to find out that this motherfucker was selling this shit in college, like right around the time where I was being conceived and everything. Like he knew he was having a kid, so it was just like we were on two different, totally like different planes. I'm just like, bro, he's hypocriting me and this, that, and the third. But I made a song about it and called it "Same Side," where I'm just talking about how you say you want what's best for me, but then when I say what I want, you know, you say it's not good enough, or you say it's not this, you say it's not that. Yeah. Um, Love my parents to death. You know, they always wanted what's best for me, but they were those parents who would, you know, I was working at this arcade at Easton. Uh, it was called KDB back in the day. Yeah, I know. And uh, loved that job. It was like one of my favorite jobs I've ever had, but they unfortunately closed, and so I kind of wanted to stay doing that, and they were just like, oh, you got to get a job, you know, doing something real. So they went ahead and they pushed their buttons and flexed their muscles at the Huntington Bank. That's over there at Easton. They worked, and they wanted to put me in the call center, mm. you know, never really, like, I don't want to say gave a shit, but, like, never really showed that what I wanted to do, what I said I wanted to do was all this, and it was great. But when the Huntington job came that was working in their building um, so they could supervise me and everything, they went out and bought a whole suit. They fixed the interview. You know, they gave me an interview with somebody who they knew. And, I mean, I basically didn't do have to do too much, you know, say too much. Um, only thing about it was there was a Super Bowl party, like, the day before the interview and so I didn't 
inhale anything. But I was <laughs> in a closed environment with a lot of marijuana smoke. So I'm going to say some secondhand smoke got in my lungs and uh, didn't pass the drug test. Yeah. But that's the story that I'm sticking with. And uh, I've been like saying it for story. years. I it's like just that like. Story. It's a good story. But like, you know what I'm saying? And then when that shit didn't happen, you know, when those results came, I mean, I told him like, I didn't, I swear to God, I didn't like take the blunt and hit it one time, but people were for sure passing that shit right over me. So it was just like, could have been in there for a little bit longer. I don't know. But um, yeah, when that shit came back, they were just like, oh, you, you messed it up. Like, I was like, I didn't want to do that in the first place. And that was like the beginning of the end and me transitioning back to Cincinnati. So got back to Cincinnati, had some shit to get out, made same side. Um, another one on a more positive note I got a song on my third album called uh, Red A and the song is called Trixie Tang and it's about a girl who I really really liked for a long time and she for the most part kept me in the friend zone um, damn yeah so it was just like you know yeah, everything was always convenient like we'd go to lunch and we'd be all cute and shit whenever it was convenient for her whenever she wanted to be seen with another guy and so I started calling her Trixie Tang because, oh, my fault. So I started calling her Trixie Tang because, um, that's how you know I was getting into it. Man. I started this calling her, bitch yeah, one, like, bro, she hurt my soul, bro. Like, I mean, I got her Valentine's Day shit. I got her, you know, we've been on a couple of days, like, know her family and all that stuff. Uh, but it just never happened. She's more cool with my mom. Like, her and her, my mom talk on the phone regularly and shit it's just I don't know but yeah I started calling her Trixie Tan because in the show Fairly Odd Parents she just mm-hmm. was that girl who was just like tell me I'm pretty you know yeah. everybody come around and uh, I used a little visual where from the episode I think it was like her and Timmy Turner were the only people on the planet so he was like going around showing her all the cool stuff and she started going more crazy because nobody was around to tell her she was pretty so it was just like when she had that one attention that one person she started freaking out and it wasn't enough so I made the song Trixie Tang, made that shit all about her. Um, but it's a good song, though. It's a real energetic song. You know, I perform it a lot, and uh, people like it. But, yeah, it's actually one of my favorite songs, for real, for real. I'm a master at writing songs about people. Um, have you ever been confronted about either one of these songs from the people that the songs were about? No, but I keep saying it enough and I say it all the time to where I'm looking for it, bro. Like, I'm to be honest with you, I'm looking for them. I'm waiting for those messages to come back so I can let them know. Um, I did get confronted about my dad about the same side, but it wasn't like any like, why'd you make this shit about me? Blah, blah, blah. It was kind of more of an eye-opening thing for him. So like when he heard it and when he saw how it made me feel and everything, he kind of was just like, okay, like you're doing this music thing now. And I just told him, like, bro, this is what I'm doing. Like, you're not going to, you know, I'm not in your possession anymore. So you can't tell me what to do. And now he's in full support of it. I mean, he buys merch. He pushes the, you know, message forward and everything. So everything came full circle with him. But, yeah, yeah I am looking for those. I'm I, I'm going to keep doing it until I keep get those messages back. Like, it is what it is. I'm not running behind anything that I say. You know, I said it for a reason. I got songs about people who've done me bad you know when i first started um stayed on ohio state campus on chittenden avenue and had a living experience with a bunch of guys from high school who i thought were my friends and they were more uh fearful of another person in our little clique who was a little bit bigger and older and you know i don't know if they didn't think that what this person was going to do but 
this person had a platform with the music and wasn't doing what he was supposed to do with it. So when I started doing it, you know, I was the copycat. I was this, I was that. And now it's like, in my eyes, I've surpassed him. I mean, he's got more followers, bigger numbers than me, but he hasn't done a show. He hasn't done this. And it's just like, I use that as inspiration. And I refer to that situation in those times a lot in some of my songs. And I'm just like, that's what keeps me going. But I spin it in a way where I'm just not talking shit about these people because at the end of the day, I do care for them and they're good people. Um, but I'm just like, you can't trust everybody. You know, that's just kind of what I say. Like, you got to watch the people around. You got to watch for the snakes. And I mean, and ultimately to stay on your own path. And, you know, that's why I'm traveling across Ohio doing shows and about to go on tour with Sam and, you know, yeah, doing yeah. all this shit early 2020. And he's still... <clears throat> at the happy hour shit bro. like I don't know what the you know really like, I just talked to him not too long ago bro I just talked to him not too long ago it was just like what you doing like you know how you been you know we don't really be in contact and communication because of everything that went down um but it was just like you know like the people around him hit me up and they're like bro how you doing I'm just like bro y'all can't like don't fucking talk to me like y'all are over there y'all chose me over there but I'd let them know what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, what y'all what y'all got going on? Now, you know, same shit. Hitting the shrunk, like, you know, going to the happy hour, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, wow. Is the happy hour like a venue name? No, it's a, it's a, <laughs> like, literally, like, literally happy <laughs> like, hour. Like, you're literally talking like, about, yeah, like, this dude, this happy uh, hour. It's called the shrunken something. Shrunken head? Yeah, the shrunken head. Yeah, over on Ohio State. Yeah, that's, that's where they be at, man. And, I mean... Like, I was really down bad, probably 2017, so I was really riding with them, and we would be over there from, like, 5. I think they had, like, happy hour starting at 4, and then, like, at 5, everything is, like, a dollar. They call it the happiest hour. Nice. And so that just became, like, a thing, and that was, like, two, three years ago, bro. They're still there, like, every day. It's just, like, damn. I don't, I don't know what to tell them. So. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell y'all, bro, like... When you had deals from Def Jam and shit, you let it, you fucked it all up. You know, spend all your money on Zans and drugs. And speaking of Def Jam, I got this text message from somebody the other day. It said, it "said this is Def Jam." Hit me back. So then I call him at a show because I was at the show. And I got the voicemail. I called him back. Dude answered the phone. He said, "Oh, the office is closed today. Let me call you back tomorrow." I said, "Office of what?" And he hung up the phone. So I'm like, "Okay." Oh. Yeah. Scat. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> shit, scat. But I feel like that would be a fun, a fun uh, prank call to do. Yeah, that's why I called back. I was like, okay. I said, Hi, I'm Interscope. They, <laughs> they called you and said, "This is Def Jam." No, I get look, emails and no, shit look. all the time. But <laughs> like, I got a text message right here. It says something that like, "It's crazy." If they called me, I don't know what I'd do. Fuck that. It said. <laughs> So uh, let me see here. Did it say, "Hey, this Def Jam"? Is right. that just all it said? No, it 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 wasn't good. Um, it wasn't good English. There's a guy named Jam that can't hear that well. It was not good. <laughs> okay, look. It says, I hope some of you laughed at that. It says Def Jam, <sighs> Def Jam, please call. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, fuck that. That's a scam. <laughs> yeah, that's a scam. <laughs> and they spelled Def D E A F. Damn. My ears are closed today. Right. Tomorrow. Yeah, my ears are closed. My ears don't work today. <laughs> Dead. So since we're talking about actually doing shows, actually getting shows, mm -hmm. actually putting in that work, so to speak, you know, how the young people might say it. Mm -hmm. um, we have a boomer over here, so we have to, you know, <laughs> put it in. But, um, yes. 
Yes. <laughs> Smoking that devil's lettuce. Yes. Absolutely. Um, what were some of the hurdles that you had to get over in order to perform for the first time or to continue to perform um, after some bad shows? Like, I wouldn't say... Well, no, but my first show was probably the most horrific one. It wasn't a bad show by any means. It was just that, yeah. That's a tough, that's horrific. It just was that first show, like, it was just like that first one. It was just like, I was in the gray about it all the way up until I had the microphone in my hand. And I was just like, oh shit, this is about to happen, like. Then my song comes over the speakers and people are looking at me. It was a great, it was only like, it was at the Mad Frog down in Cincinnati. It was my first show um, for this company called Afton. And they like help independent people get shows, but they're kind of fucked up. I mean, they're doing their own thing, but I don't really work with them no more. Yeah. You like Afton? No, I just like how you directly said their name and said Dane about shit. I like Oh, that. yeah, no, because they like they that. just give you, like, like you know, <laughs> they don't get me wrong, like, they're a great outlet, bro. They'll give you, you know, you got to go no, in there. That's real. But that's you got to go in there and you, like, got to take that opportunity. You got to, like, make it not look like something else, but you got to do something with it. Like, I had my guys go in there and, perform, and record me performing. So we were able to put that on video. And, you know, I was able to get into it after a little bit, probably like three or four minutes of the first song I got into it. Um, but for the most part, like they'll give you a contract where you have to sell 20 tickets, I believe at like 12 bucks. Uh, you can either sell them online, which is really hard to do, which I found out, like I thought you could just make a post and be like, Hey, I'm performing here. You know, all I need to do is $10 and you know, before this date and come see me perform. And then when you get to that show date and they're checking you in and it's like, they don't call your name because you didn't sell one ticket. And it's just like, bro, I've been promoting this for three, four weeks. It's like a reality check. Like, and again, that's like one of those things I talked about earlier, going over those hurdles. It's like some people get to that point and they're just like, this shit's not working. I'm, I'm done or I'm going to, you know, take a different approach. Or you can just figure out how to rearrange it, how to, re, you know, go at it a different way and figure out your plan from there. But yeah, that's when I learned for the most part that motherfuckers do not just follow suit with you whatever you say especially at these early stages so um first show i had major butterflies i mean like i said it's probably about 10 people in the audience they'll give you a good venue with nobody in there um <laughs> unless you can unless you can sell your tickets you know what i'm saying That's unless you sell your tickets it's like the same shit that sam does but it's not free and it's not as welcoming it's just like you know they police like bro for it to be a fucking open mic they have securities at the door and everything like people can't come in off the street and just check you out it's real bullshit so i don't recommend going that route but everybody has to start somewhere and that's where i started um but yeah man just the butterflies come from it i mean it was a whole great thing i just didn't even feel like i was about to perform that whole day uh, but after that show, it was just easy. Like, you know, it's something that you love to do. They're playing your music. You're vibing out to your own stuff. I mean, there's no, like, choreography when it comes to performing and everything. So you just do what you can and go from there, bro. But the first show is probably the worst one. And I just feel like if you can get over the hump and, you know, do what you have to do, just do what you feel most comfortable with inside, fuck it. Like, after I was done performing, I think I did, like, four songs that day 
Bro, I was ready to like you couldn't tell me shit. Like I got off the stage, like bro, yeah, I'm I'm the hardest nigga in Cincinnati. Like I'm this, I'm that. Like bro, I'm going on tour tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I was feeling. So, and then I just took that feeling as one to recreate it. You know, obviously getting bigger venues, bigger crowds and stuff. Uh, but all that stuff will come with time. It's just like you got to go through those things though, in order to get to where you ultimately want to go to. Everybody, I I like how. Um, Everybody talks about Travis Scott, the story of Travis Scott when he was first performing. You know, he's a great, really great performer, real high energy guy. And uh, a lot of the things I used to hear when I was, you know, doing my little research videos and stuff was that he had performed, I think, at some festival or something like that in front of 12 people or something like that. And there's a video of it online somewhere. He's like doing the same shit that he does at Staples Center and, you know, all the festivals and shit where he's going crazy, but it was just like 12 people were there in the crowd, bro. Damn. And it was just like real eye-opening. It was like, okay, so, you know, Travis Scott, another one of my great inspirations, another guy who's in the hip-hop lane, and he's a little bit more, I would say, in the box than Kid Cudi is, but they've got music together, and, you know, Travis obviously does his own thing. Um, but just to see how he was in that spot at one point or another... It's just like, okay, this is just what you have to go through. These are just part of the process. So it just feels like you're just checking something off your list after you're done with it. But you have to go through it. You have to go through it in order to get to the next step. You can't just, you know, bypass it. I'll also say this. Being uncomfortable only results in growth. Mm -hmm. Type shit. On, and if you're comfortable, you're wrong. Like... I, like, I've been doing shows in Columbus for a little bit now, and I started to get to the point where I wouldn't practice before I did anything. I just right. go up there, I'm doing the same songs at, at the same venue, from the same people. I'm like, bro, I got it. Then I started going to different cities, right. and that's when the butterflies start coming back. Right. Now I have to prove myself to some people that don't know who I am on a stage that I don't know what it looks like before I get onto it. I don't know what the, um, um, the, the vibe is. Yes, yes. The whole vibe, everything like that. So... Even once you start, you're still going to have a new level if if you're growing. Right. You'll have that new level where like, okay, now I don't have butterflies performing here. Right. But now, once I go up to this next level, I'm going to have to do the same thing I just did now. So I think that it's good to document the whole process going into performing. Like, yeah. Like when you first start, just document like literally down to the T, like what you ate, did you go to work that day? Right. Boom, 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 boom. What you did at the show, what you did after your set. Well, 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 that way, once that one show clicks, you can look and say, hey, this is what I did when shows started going good for me. Mm -hmm. And then once you get presented with that next opportunity and you get nervous again, you just kind of oh, do that process. Now I'm going to a different city. Yeah. Now let me really hone in on my principles and my staples of what I was doing. That way, whenever something new arises, you're hitting it with the same energy and the same focus that got you over the first time. That's facts, bro. And I mean, the whole other thing, too, is just like when you... um. When you do perform and you're performing in a new venue, you'd be surprised that the people will fuck with you and that shit. Like when the first time I went to Akron in Cleveland, it was just like, bro, like I heard the dudes in Akron, the people in Akron are super duper tough. Like I just, you know, just what I heard is just like, man, they don't probably probably won't fuck with this shit because, you know, they like this type of music and they like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm here doing this. I'm singing about girls and I'm, you know, jumping around on stage and everybody here is just like. Just looking at the other artists and stuff that are performing, they're just like doing their own. They're in that box. So it's just like, fuck. But 
once you go up there, I mean, the first time I went to Akron was for the Ohio Music Fest, um, and that was a really great show. That was probably a groundbreaking show for me because their setup was way different than Mad Frogs. I mean, way bigger venue, way more people there at that particular show, and I was still able to go up there and do my thing. And people loved it to the point where they called me back to open up for Lil White, a member of 3-6 Mafia, a couple months down the line. Oh, yeah. Um, and the one thing that I took from that first show doing at the Ohio Music Festival was the security guard was, uh, he was working the front door. So we went up there for Lil White. Me and my friend DJ Armada goes up there. He's a producer, cameraman, artist. Like so he's one of those multi-road guys, uh, multi-talented guys. Shout out to him, by the way. Um, but we go up there and he's not letting him in because he doesn't have a ticket. And so I'm just like... Well, I'm the performer, you know. I don't say anything to him. I'm the performer. I'm this, I'm that, and he's the cameraman, and he's just going to be filming me. Oh, you're that one kid from Cincinnati, ain't you? And it was just like a shocking moment. I was just like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I remember you from here in the summer, bro. Like, yeah, you did your thing. Oh, yeah, bro, y'all good. Go ahead, right in. And we was able to go right in. Like, I didn't have to buy a man's ticket. I have to do nothing. So it was just like one of those small moments where it was just like, damn, I did some shit that somebody really remembered. Um, but yeah, that's just one of the things I wanted to add to that. It's just like when you go to those cities and you get out of your comfort zone, you'd be surprised by the response that you get from just being genuine and, you know, being yourself for that moment. And but you don't do that unless you break out of your zone. And what you just said about being different, I think mean, there's so many gifts and curses that come with being different. Facts. But when Big it comes, curses. But, but when it comes to doing shows in different cities... If you show up to a city that's literally never heard or doesn't hear a lot of what you're doing and they're used to hearing the same old rap, it's so easy to tune out at a show. Like, okay, next artist, boom, boom, boom. And if they're doing the same thing that the last guy did, just right. different lyrics and a different beat, but same style, same genre, you're like, okay, I'm still fucking with this, right. okay, but it's a little mundane. And then, boom, now you come on with something totally different. And everybody's now, like, oh shit. Now you've locked in, now they're paying more attention. But on the offside, you probably don't have a lot of inspiration unless it's at a big level. Mm-hmm. Because there's no one doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nobody like to click with. So you're kind of like by yourself amongst all these people. But when you do go out, they're shocked by you. Exactly. So like, I have a question for you. Do you, how do you, how do you work with that? Like, like how do you try to find people that you can gravitate to when you're sort of like in your own lane? Um, how do I find people to try and gravitate to? I mean, for the most part, bro, everything up until me working with TPC and all the guys that we work with has kind of just been a hit or miss thing. I mean, I kind of been, I've kind of gotten comfortable to the point where I've been on my own. I've kind of gotten comfortable to the point where I'm doing everything on my own. Uh, not having too many collaborations with other artists and stuff, trying to work my way back into that in 2020 and everything. But for the most part, yeah, it's just been me in my studio, in my room, you know, recording, get a beat, boom, boom, boom. Um, I grab, I would say I gravitate more towards producers because I don't have a set sounding beat that I like. I just, you know, if I hear some shit and it makes me move, it makes me, you know, vibe in any type of way I want to do a song to or at least try to. So I'll spend money with producers. I'll talk to producers and they'll put my name out there just because I'm fucking with their shit. But 
when it comes to like artists and stuff, again, like I talk to everybody the way I want to be talked to and treat everybody the same, but I haven't really like tried to gravitate towards anybody in my own lane. Like you said, my inspirations kind of come from people who are way above me just because I am different. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. You got like, responsibility. Yeah. Because other people like you yeah. that aren't as far along as you are. So I would suggest just taking that and being like, damn, I ain't got nobody to fucking look up to. That I can actually talk to and message right now. Yeah. So just become that big homie. Type shit. Yeah. I'm kind of cool with being that role. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind doing that. That's what's up. And then you'd be surprised how many lifetime listeners you'll get. Yeah. Type shit. Like, because I'm pretty, like, I went so long trying to get fans that weren't rappers. Mm. And I said, the ultimate fan is the rapper. They love rap so much that they decided that they want to fucking do it. Right. So it's not, there's nothing to be ashamed of going up and doing a show and everybody in the audience that's saying your lyrics are rappers. That's the biggest fucking compliment ever. Mm-hmm. That's like Michael Jordan taking off his jersey and giving it to LeBron James. Like right. a basketball player's giving me his jersey and I play basketball. Right. You know what I mean? So you let so, me know like you're on your way type shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, that's just something I want to throw out there because that goes along with what you were saying, but that's dope. That's some good shit right there. That's dope. And speaking of people looking up to you and, you know, just liking your music in general, a lot of those people voted for you to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to know what is something that you want your fans to know about you that you maybe haven't broadcast that much? Um, One thing that I would like my fans to know about me is just that, one, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. Like, I mean, if that's not evident by now, then... It's slow for you, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, I just want my fans to know that, you know, I'm still the same me, everybody that's known me for such a long time, you know, through high school and middle school and lifelong friends and stuff. I just want them to know I'm still the same guy, Uh, still interested in the same things, Uh, still talk and act the same way, still get goofy around the same people. Uh, It's just that, you know, this has become more... I would say that I've moved from this being a hobby phase for me and like how everybody likes to say the link in my bio phase, like, oh, just, you know, do this and do that. Like, I still do that shit from time to time, but it's just like now I'm focused on this as a business. Like, this is my career. Like, I'm in my career right now. I may not be verified and on this, you know, nationwide platform, but... Like, I would say once my shit hit iTunes and Spotify, once I was able to make that connection, it was a full-time thing for me. So, I may not be around as much to kick it and party and, you know, do this, that, and stuff in the third like we used to, but, um, you know, you still hit my phone, you still call me, and, you know, if I don't hit you back, or if I don't answer, I'm going to hit you back. You know, I'm going to text you back. I'm still going to find out what's good with you. I'm still going to link up. Uh, nothing's changing personally. It's just that, you know, we're moving forward. And I encourage any and everybody who wants to be a part of this to be a part of it. You know, I've got guys who uh, haven't had the confidence. You know, they wanted to learn how to make beats and they wanted to learn how to record themselves and they wanted to learn how to do this. And so by watching me, they're like, bro, no, I think I can do this too. I'm like, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Join me, come work with me. Like, fuck it. Like we got producers, I'll teach you how to do this. I'll show you how to use the software. So maybe, you know, if you don't like recording yourself, but you like to be in the, you know, in the picture, you could become an engineer or you could become somebody who works one of the cameras for us. But either way, we're still gonna treat you like you're one of the top 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just me and everybody else is working for me. Like, it's me and everybody else is a collective. So it's like, I work for Lizard Man and I work for Clutch and I work for GT and DJ Armada just as much as they do shit for me. So that's kind of what I meant when I said, you know, we'll switch roles when we're at the shows and stuff and they'll hit the stage and I'll be literally holding their cameras. I don't know shit about photos. I know shit about angles. I don't know shit about lighting, but it's just like, I will get that fucking angle for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you get that shit for me. So any fans out there who's listening, anybody who wants to join the movement, we got a team shirts for you. We got positions for you. Come ride this wave before it's too late. Oh yeah. I love that Simple message. Enough. That's awesome. So, because I feel like you made a very big statement, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on it. You are the glue, okay? Yeah. So, as you being the glue, what is something that you can tell me that this 2020, what's something big that as the glue for your city, yeah. that on the record, you are going to make happen to push your city forward? That, that, that a year from today, I can sit down with you and be like, hey, bro, how'd that go? Well, like I said, we've got... Gab Street, probably, you know what I'm saying, podcast. We've made the first ones out of Cincinnati on this mug. Uh, at least the first ones out of my clique from this mug. That's so true. you'll probably start getting applications and people will want to fuck with you <laughs> after this. Um, we got the five-date tour with Sam Rothstein coming up January. We got the Mockby show, and we have a, uh, or the Mockby show in March, and we have a February 24th show with another artist named Pax. He's another guy, young guy, down in Cincinnati who I met at one of the Afton shows. And, um, you know, he's performing at Thompson House. He's got me on his card with him. So we're booked for the first three months of 2020 right off the bat. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Shit hasn't even happened yet, but... Moves. Just, yeah, moves are being made. You know what I'm saying? Um, damn, I kind of forgot your... <laughs> I kind of forgot my whole point where I was going with that but like yeah just to make, oh yeah to let this shit know be in the year yeah. so yeah like, like what's something that I can like like we can black and white see like like let's say like you can tell me hey I'm about to do 50 shows this year so like okay so like last year or this past year in 2019 I was booked for uh, 9 out of the 12 months had 11 shows in all 9 of the months I think a few months I had like 2 shows or some shit like that um so it's just like the progress that's been made already, man. That's what I would say. Like, I mean, 2017, we're starting out recording on iPhones, you know, shit sounding real bad. We take time to learn about it. We take time to get better. 2018, we come back with 614850, which was produced by a random fucking fan at the time, but somebody who listened to my very first shit and was like, I want to do this for you in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Um... His name is Damian Bruner. Shout out to Mark Blue. Uh, he's another one of our guys that's kind of in our clique and stuff. But he was one of the first people. Uh, ben Fryson here in Columbus. He goes by Benjamin Flock, a producer here. Um, he was one of the very, 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 very first people. Um, but I would just say the progress as a total is just like the shit doesn't stop. I mean, just make announcements about the coming year and to say next year like we're gonna have this done we're gonna have this and i can tell you like my plan stuff like i have a plan to get a, a video for fiji shot by mac lawrence coming Ooh, up yeah. i just talked to him we've and interviewed him on the show have you yeah man i'm trying to get to we know him that. like he's he's gonna he's gonna work with me and get this video right and this is gonna be like my first professional video so that's just gonna get done this year so you'll be able to see that uh next year uh looking back but 
trying to make moves with bigger people, trying to just, you know, progress, man. Just keep networking, keep, you know, I met Sam Roth this year. I met you guys this year. I met a bunch of artists this year. I met a bunch of producers this year in 2019. And in 2020, it's just like, we're just trying to take the next step. It's just like, we just keep going. Um, but yeah, I would just say the progress as a whole is just, you know, the story, everything up until this very point to this very day is just like, you can go back and literally look when we weren't this and we weren't that. All of us, not just me, but like all of our artists, you know, we weren't this and now look at what we're doing because we're uniting and everything. And we just want to keep uniting and keep bonding and keep creating. So I would say that's the best thing that I could, that's, I could tell you that, you know, you're going to be able to look back on and black and white. Like, this is just what it is, man. Like, this is the motion from now on. This is the wave. It's just like... Do you think that you could double your show count from 11 to 22? Definitely. I would love to. So show count right now is already at like eight. And that's just the first three months. I mean, I haven't even heard back from some of these festivals and stuff that we're trying to apply for. Uh, still haven't, you know, some of these opportunities and events that haven't come up yet. But yeah, I mean, already to be through March in 2020, it's eight shows. And what did I say? I did like 11, 12 or something last year. It's like I'm almost there, so I would love to do 22 shows, 24 shows, 30 shows. Shit, I'd like to go on tour. 2020, you shows. feel me? I like to do a show every day if I could. I'd love to be able to quit my job and just be like, you know, this is what I'm doing from now on. Um, want to start seeing, want to start doing shows where we're getting some money back from them. We got to figure out how that stuff works. But again, all that stuff will come with time. I'm not really too forced about it. I'm not gonna deny any opportunities because I'm not getting paid for it. I'm still going to be doing these pipeline shows because those are great fucking shows. Those are great vibes. Like, But yeah, we just want to see everything double. We want to see all the numbers double. We want to see all the plays double, monthly listeners double, all that shit. Oh, yeah. Just keep going, bro. Where can people find you and your music, and how can they support you best? Everybody can find me online at Alexander the A L X V N D E R T H A. Uh, it's all one word, and then iTunes, Spotify, title, everywhere. Shit, Google it, Alexander the. Every song that I've ever made will come up in that little side panel, and you can just hit all my links from there, man. But yeah, social media, Instagram, Twitter, fucking Facebook, YouTube, Alexander the. Straight up, like. It's more than a name, it's a brand, like, you know, and that's just the way it's gonna keep going, right, the 18. Oh yeah. You got any last minute shout outs before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, shout out to all my guys back home. Like I said, shout out Armada, shout out Mark Williams, shout out uh, Shmuel Ocho, shout out Lizardman Clutch. Uh, big shout out to Ben Fryson, he's the guy who gave me my fucking name. It's just like, you know, he was one of the guys who took me in um, like I said, Kid Cudi was my very number one top guy. So when I first started making music, I went by Kid B on some corny shit. And he was just like, that's not going to stick. You know, we got to figure something else out. So he took my middle name and made me Alexander the Great. And I was like, that's cliche. So I just fucked with the spelling, did this and third, dropped the great because it just rolls off the tongue. I mean, whenever I go to introduce myself to somebody, they're Alexander the Great. And like, I, I didn't say that shit. You know? So... <laughs> You know you what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I didn't say that shit, bro. You did. So, uh, yeah, he gave me the name. I just fucked with the spelling. But big shout out to him. Uh, big shout out to Sam Roth. Keep always. pushing, man. Big shout yeah, out to Gab always. Street. Thank you very much. You feel me? Okay, so I'm going to say this. If you can give me 25 shows from the from today, a year from today, yeah, I'll give you $300. 
25 if shows you, from today. If you take 25 screenshots of 25 bills, they got your name on it. That's a bet. 25. That's a bet. 25. That's a bet. I believe him. Yeah. You got to document it right here. All right, bet. 25, 25 shows. shows from today. What's today? The 23rd? This is the 23rd. Yeah. 23rd. So. December 23rd, 2020. This is going everywhere. I have 25 so. shows. Five. I got you. Two five shows. We're already eight down. We already got eight lined up. So. Matt. 25 shows. This episode's released on the 25th. Wow. Type shit. <laughs> Don't yeah. get better than that. Type Matt. shit. You guys, thank you so much. No problem, For man. coming out today. Thank, thank you, you for again having me. For making the drive. Of course, anytime. Hit me up anytime. Yes, sir. Same here. Connected Same here. in. Now, I still got some songs for you. I'm actually going to go back home and record some shit to send you probably yeah. this week. Cool. So, I like the sound of that. You feel me? Hell yeah. But another thing I just want to say, man, um, and this goes back to what I was talking about. I mean, it, it'll really just separate any artist from being what they call a SoundCloud rapper and, you know, all these meme type rappers. And shit. I don't know what the fucking labels and shit are, but I know there's basically two classes of people. And it's just like the people who really go after the shit and make shit happen no matter what. And that's kind of our approach. That's really my approach to everything. And that was another reason why I would say, like, I'm the glue behind a lot of shit that happens because... When guys run into obstacles and they can't figure shit out, I figure the shit out for them. It's like, uh, I've gone and I've learned how to make album covers, you know, everything from that to making music videos and, you know, editing shit, uh, to producing my own music, to learning how to twist the knobs and stuff, man. It's just like, I don't want there to ever be a reason for where I can say that I didn't get this done because somebody else didn't come through for me. I want to learn how to do everything about this business you know, like I said, from editing shit to business calls to, you know, talking to people, networking. And I just strongly advise any young, old artist, whoever you are out there, like, if you're stuck in the bubble, just get on that business horse. Just learn what this shit takes. Learn how to network. Learn how to network properly. And your shit will start turning around. It's just like, there's really nothing that can stop you. And, you know, if you let something stop you, obviously something's going to get held up. But, man, I don't think there's shit that can stop me. It's like, I can, you know, I'll figure out a way to do anything. Like, even when it comes to working around days at my job and it's just like, I got to go here, I got to be here. It's just like, bro, y'all going to have to just know. And if that means that I lose that job because of, you know, this, that, and the third, I'm prepared for that because I'm just that invested into what I'm doing. So you have to be invested there are no real hurdles. There are no real bumpers. You know, you just have to, like you said, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and just do what you got to do. And it's just like, or have enough money to pay people to do shit for you, I guess. But you get a lot shit better. You get a lot more shit done and get more high quality shit when you're working with other people and you're giving that work back versus you just telling them what to do and just expect them to do it because you gave them $30 or $40 or so. But if you can in return help the person out too with something, you'd get a lot more results. Like you'd be surprised how much more people fuck with you. So just stay on your shit. Grind, grind, grind. Wise words. Thank you for that. Super wise words. Yes, sir. Much appreciated. Thank you again for having me. Thank you everybody who voted for me. Again, that shit shocked me, bro. I didn't know people was really tuning in like that. So Pedestrians, you know what the fuck's up. Yeah. If you are on that mailing list, you know what's happening in the next two weeks. 
Wow. Next week's episode, New Year's, is unannounced. It is secret. You will not know until it comes out. Got to keep them on their toes. You know what I mean? Mm. So uh, you probably saw that little little dark block in the email there. Probably freaked you out a little bit. Don't worry. <laughs> we won't be uh, we won't be releasing anything anything too scandalous. So. Too, too scandalous. It'll be a little scandalous, but not too scandalous. Hey, you gotta so, you gotta keep on the edge of their seats, man. That's true. Also, we got our Teespring shop. Buy the fucking merch. If you support the show, please do. We we get uh, because Teespring's cool. We get a rather sizable cut of it. So Damn. you know you know you're actually supporting us. Uh, we used to have Redbubble, and you get like two bucks from a sweatshirt. Oh yeah, shout out Teespring, so, bro. Yeah, Teespring. Teespring's that shit. Yeah. So, but yeah. We will see you next Wednesday morning, just like every single week. Have a good week, pedestrians. Peace out, bitches. (laughs) Perfect.